I wanted to come on here and discuss some things with you today regarding some dreams that I've shared here before, but I thought it'd be important to share them with you again, because every day over the last almost, I guess would say month now, I've been thinking about these dreams. And at the time that I had them, I didn't have as much information or detail as I do now regarding certain events that have played out. And I think these dreams are speaking of a time that we're in right now, spiritually, which will and indeed already may be playing out in, in political events and the things that we can see being made manifest in the land of the living. So I wanted to just come on here and just kind of break those things down with you again today. But before I get started doing that, I'd like to discuss with you also something which is a, appreciation of your support. You know, when I first started this podcast back in 2018, I did it with a certain idea in mind, and it was really just to kind of speak truth to power. Um, And it was focused just primarily on my experiences dealing with CPS, but that kind of changed and it just became a platform for me to speak certain things that I felt needed to be said that I, that generally when I, you know, air an episode, I'm giving a point of view that is not being publicized or that most people aren't discussing on social media. And so that's kind of evolved over time. And over time, I've gained support from many of you, uh, many people who are downloading and listening to me, even those who do it in secret. And I I just wanted to let you know I appreciate that. And I want to ask you to just take your support one step further. And if you check the link of the descriptions of this uh, episode or even just go to my show from wherever you are streaming this, you know, the about or the bio page, I would appreciate it if you can go over and uh, show your support by buying me a coffee. And any funds that I receive, it will always be invested back into the platform. Right now, I have a campaign going where I'm trying to get the funding I need to cover um, a year's worth of subscription. So just to pay for, you know, pay my host where I am air streaming from, the, the host that I use, I'd like to just cover their yearly subscription fee because there are times where you may not hear from me. I may be silent and it's simply because I'm paying month to month and paying month to month. Sometimes I just don't have it, you know, as small as the amount may be to to most. For me, it's just if I'm going to choose between buying an extra pack of meat at the store or, you know, paying for my podcast subscription. I mean, that's like a no brainer. I'm not I'm not going to you just ain't gonna hear from me until you can hear from me so 
I'm just asking if you could support that campaign. I would be greatly appreciative. And also, I just really enjoy coffee. So <laughs> if you could just, you know, just buy me a coffee, you know, it's just as little as five bucks. I would really appreciate it. Or you could just show your support by um, purchasing some of the uh, books that I've written. I also put that information in the description or you can also visit notesonlifeblog.com and uh, so show your support that way. The books that I'll list in the description are books that are on Amazon. So if you choose not to purchase through my website, you can just go to Amazon. If you're, you know, have some stuff you're going to be buying this week, you can go ahead and throw one of my books on there. The most recent that I've done or that I've published is a more accurate definition of racism. And it's a, I mean, very concisely written straight to the point a different point of view about racism. You know, I've spoken about that on here before. Very, very, it's like the top, the pop, most popular episode um, of all the episodes that I've <laughs> published. So, you know, people just seem to really vibe with it. Really, you know, people even try to, I see people sometimes and, you know, they'll halfway low key start, a, you know, argument with me about what it is that I've written and my point of view about racism. But at the end of the day, um, because what I wrote and my point of view about racism is solid, you know, nobody can really re re refute it, you know, but in my book, you know, I share my personal, uh, you know, personal experiences. And it's actually the first one. I have another one I'm writing, but or it's, and it's kind of piggybacking, piggybacking off, in, off of the first one. But, you know, I share personal experiences about my experience with racism, how I came to the definition. And not only do I provide the definition, but I provide you with just a very simple, you know, method of, you know, recognizing racism in your own ideology or in your everyday life no matter what color you are or what nationality or culture you identify with, and then how to combat that if you choose to do so, if you find yourself falling into the category of being a hateful racist. Because again, as I have said on here before, being a racist does not equate to being a hateful person, okay? Just because you're a racist doesn't mean you're hateful. It just means that you are viewing someone or viewing people simply through their culture or the color of their skin or however it is they identify culturally that's different from you. That's what racism is. Okay, so, you know, I would really appreciate your support. I'll put all those things in the description. And again, you can visit notesonlifeblog.com and just go to my portfolio page. And there you'll see a list of my works. And I would just really appreciate you guys just taking a step forward in your support. And as usual, you can always just download the episodes if you are so inclined and just share them with someone else. That also helps me too. But I wanted to come on here, speaking of race, <laughs> I wanted to come on here and just, um, you know, discuss some of the, a couple of dreams and actually a, a one I had recently with you that I feel really are relevant for the time that we're in now. And it may help to explain some of the things that you may see happening in the political arena as the days and the months and the times go on. So first, I just I'm going to share the dreams with you. I'm going to detail the dreams and then I'm going to break down how I feel that they're relevant for right now. So the first dream, I believe the first one I had 
was of me uh, standing on a beach. And I believe I had these, uh, this dream in 2020, the, the early part of 2020 or 2019 maybe. But I was standing on a beach and I was fully clothed and the ocean was to my back. And ahead of me, on also on the sand, but I was standing on the shore. So I was standing right at the ocean line. And ahead of me was a group of people and they were standing on these like steel benches, like similar to what you see the lifeguards on, like when they have those tall chairs that you kind of have the, that are sitting up high off the ground and they have the umbrella sitting on top. Well, it was like that. They were like that, but they were wide to, so to hold the people. Um, and there were a lot of people milling on these, on, on these, uh, on this bench or I'm not sure what you call it. I'll, I'll just say lifeguard stand, but you understand that it wasn't that, but it was similar to that. But they were all milling on there. And I saw, I remember a clearly a white man. Um, he was kind of heavy set and he had on sunglasses and he, he was the only one with sunglasses on. He, he was staring at me. Well, the, um, and some of the people who were milling about, they were watching me too, but there were others who were just kind of going on, doing their own thing, you know, talking to one another, not paying me any attention. Well, behind these people in the back of them was this huge, huge wave, like not a tsunami wave. Like this was a wave like you have never seen before. It was so, so big and it was curled at the end of it. And it was just like standing behind them, like waiting. And I remember when I saw the wave, I was running back and forth on the beach, like running to and fro left and right and trying to figure out like, where can I go? Because this wave was so ginormous that I knew that once the wave fell, that nothing or no one would survive. The next dream is me sitting in a courtroom and, um, to my right, there's a black wall. To in front of me, uh, there's papers strewn. And I knew that the papers and the documents belonged to me, but they're kind of strewn all over the table. To my left was another table, similar to what you would see set up in a courtroom. The left side is the prosecution, the right side is the defendant. And then there's the judge, and she was a white woman. And she was just kind of like sitting and waiting for me. And then behind me, was a black woman and a black man and they were dressed professionally they looked really good that's what i remember in the dream they were just they were really they look really clean dressed professional and they looks like they were ready they were smiling also and then as i was sitting before the judge she never said anything but that i can recall now but as I was sitting there and I was just kind of casually and I was dressed casually in the dream also. And as I was sitting there, I was just kind of casually going through the, all the papers that were strewn across the table. So it was odd because I was before the judge and she seemed to be waiting for me to do, to do something with, regarding the documents that were before me. But I was just kind of being casual in my 
per, um, you know, going through the papers. I was, I didn't know what I was there for. I didn't know what I was looking for through the papers, but I knew that me being in the courtroom and the judge waiting for me was relative to the documents that were sitting before me. And as I was casually going through these documents, I remember that suddenly the table lifted up before me and it was like an arm. The table was, uh, an arm from this this wall that was on my right and so the wall was black and i didn't realize it until the arm lifted up it was like a mechanical arm it lifted up before me moved the table from out of my reach and then the the table or the arm went back into the wall taking my documents with it the next dream that i want to share with you is a dream that i had a few weeks ago and there was a lot of things happening in this dream, many of which I can't really recall. But what I do recall most, what I have most of a memory about is being in like what was like a basement of a building and maybe a house. But I know it was I was in a basement and there were other people there and there was water in the basement, like the basement was flooded. And I believe the water was up to maybe like my torso, like the, my chest or maybe my abdomen area. And underneath the water were, were my documents. Now, mind you, I had this, the dream about the courtroom happened in 2020 um, or perhaps maybe 2021. I believe it was 2020. But this dream that I just had a few weeks ago I knew that the same documents that I was trying to get to in this dream um, that were they were under the water and I was trying to get to them were this somehow were like the same or similar to the documents that were in this dream regarding the judge. And in the dream, I remember there was a white man who was standing between me and the documents and he stood there for a moment, but he like it was like he was purposely standing in my way but then he he moved he went out he went away and then i remember trying to get to my documents um because like i was standing be i was standing next to them at first uh, while they were under the water and the basin was flooding but then somehow i drifted away and then when i tried to come back to them the white man was standing there between me and the documents but then he moved so that I could get to the documents. And as I was walking to the documents to try to grab them from underneath the water, I woke up. Now, I wanted to share these things with you because again, that third dream that I shared with you was what I had a few weeks ago. But I told you for like the last month, these those two dreams have re like constantly, constantly been coming to my mind. And even as of late, like every day, more than once a day, those dreams come into my mind or I hear something that brings those dreams to my mind. And so I wanted to share with you what I feel like the Lord has been sharing with me. And that is that we are in a time, definitely I've spoken to you guys on here again about God's judgment coming. I was on here speaking those things again before, you know, now you can go to social media and people are saying it, people are saying it. But at that time that I published that podcast, nobody was talking about it. And that's what made me feel like, because I knew that's what the Lord was sharing with me but I wasn't seeing anybody talk about it. And I, and I felt like it needed to be said. And so since then, many 
events have played out. The Lord has really been speaking to me. And what I feel that he's really been sharing with me, as I told you guys on here before, that there's a time of recompense coming. There's some type of judgment that is coming. But what I think I wanted to come on here and share with you that these dreams are, I, are, are saying today is that there's a time of recompense coming. And it's really concerning black people and by default, people who are white. Now, again, I, I, I want to impress upon you before y'all start getting all in y'all feelings, white people, impress upon you that I am highly educated and I'm um, expert level educated as <laughs> many of my black American brethren are when it comes to racism. Okay, so this is not a rant to come against whites and it's not to elevate blacks. Okay, I'm just I'm coming on here to share my dreams with you and give you my opinion about what I th believe they mean based on what I feel that the spirit of the Lord is speaking to me in this hour. So let's go dream by dream and just kind of break down the elements about what, what, how to decipher the message, right? And so in the first dream, me standing on a beach in the sand and for, for a while, like when I first shared the dream with you guys, all I could tell you for sure is that God's judgment was coming because typically when you see water in a dream, that is what that signifies, right? It depending on what's happening in a dream. Okay. So water could be determined to be a couple of different things, but in this particular dream, water is representative of the judgment of God. And typically when you think about how those things relate is anytime um, in the in the scripture where God is speaking about bringing judgment on people he he does it by using other people right and so for example oftentimes when the Lord speaks about people in the scripture he relates it to people or the mo a multitude of people, you know, even Jesus Christ, when he spoke of himself being life, you know, he spoke of himself as being living water. And so water is a representation of life. And as I said, oftentimes when God wants to issue judgment or, you know, when he wants to send a blessing, he often does it through other people. And so we know that the water is a representation of God's judgment. Me being on the beach or me being on the sand is a revelation of something being revealed to me in the spirit. And so remember, even in the book of Revelation in chapter 13, John spoke about being, you know, standing on the sand of the sea and seeing the beast come up out of the sea. So, you know, something was being revealed to him in the spirit. Right. And we all know that the book of Revelation is a highly, highly symbolic book it is meant to be understood um completely in the spirit so that you have an understanding of how those things are going to be made manifest in the physical so i'm standing on the sand and and everyone uh we know that this understanding is sure regarding there being something being revealed to me in the spirit right that only i can seem to see because the people who are before me who are also on the beach their backs are to the wave. They cannot see it. And not only were their backs to the wave, but they they seem to be busy. You know, some were busy milling about going back and forth on these on these um, 
on the lifeguard stand while some were watching me. Right. So they were some were watching me, but nobody seemed to really be aware that there was this wave coming behind them or that there was danger behind them where they could not see. And so um, also in the dream, everyone who was on the lifeguard stands, even the guy who was watching me in the sunglasses, they were all dressed appropriately for the beach. But I was the only person who was clothed. I was fully clothed in the dream, which is a representation of a person who's prepared in the spirit is what that was saying. And the dream regarding me being at, with the judge, we see the judge who I now know was the rep at the time I didn't know, but at, I now know is a representation of Lady Justice. And again, it was significant to me because typically when I have dreams, people's ethnicity or their color doesn't, it doesn't play a factor in the dream. So anytime I have a dream, which I have, have been having these type of dreams as of late, because prior to this, none of my dreams um, that I can recall offhand have been so focused on ethnicity or color, right? Or race. But in these two dreams, it was significant to me because in the, the first dream with the beach, everybody was white. Okay. I was the only black person in the dream. In the second dream, the judge was white. And I know that she was supposed to represent Lady Justice. And the two black people behind me were black people, right? And I was also black. Now, in the dream, the third dream even, and when we were in the basement, again, in this dream, I can't really recall. I feel like there was a mixture of people. But their ethnicity of the other people who were in the basement with me did not stand out to me. The only time that someone's color stood out to me when it was a white man standing between me and in my documents that I was trying to get back to um, as I was fighting through the water. And so what I'm saying, friends, is that there is a time of recompense coming. And there are some things that are going to be set right regarding justice and judgment, because we know that the Lord is a God who loves judgment. He is a God who is about justice and he is a God that requires that which is past. And I'm not entirely sure what all that is going to look like. You know, I know there are people on YouTube prophesying to y'all all the time about, you know, you about to get a house, you about to get that job. God is going to be giving you blessings on blessings. on blessings. I know people are saying that, but what I, I, I want to, you know, share with you is that I'm not entirely sure what this recompense that God is doing is going to look like. But what I know for sure is that there's a time of judgment coming in which he is going to be setting things right. That has a lot to do regarding the relations between white people and black people and white and black people in the United States of America. Now, I'm not saying this is not a word that can't be relevant to other black folk in the world. But that is that is my strong impression. And also that this this setting right of things or this recompense is is related to slavery. Now, I, I that is my impression. I'm not telling you that that's exactly what it is, but that is the impression that I'm getting 
because God has not come to me and said, Brittany, this is my recompense coming for, for slavery. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but you know, when I consider how the dream about the judge and there were documents strong before me, um, there's something regarding personal information. There's an account that's being kept in the spirit. And with this account, you know, again, I'm not entirely sure what the element of documents mean in a dream, but what I do know is that these documents are, are an account of something that's uh, being monitored or maintained in the spirit that is now coming to pass where which God is going to bring judgment regarding it or justice regarding it. Now, the message for black people in that is that there is an account that the Lord is going to require of you regarding your works, regarding it, because that's also the impression that I'm getting. These documents are related not only to personal identifying information, but it's also related to the works of your hand, because I knew I knew that I needed it was on me like I was looking through the documents on the table and it was on me to to gather whatever information it was that I needed to give to the judge or present to the judge so that whatever she was trying to make a decision about, she had the information she needed to do so. So I don't know <clears throat> entirely what that looks like for you or entirely all of what that means, because these are the only dreams that I've had regarding documents, right? I do pretty good interpreting the dreams that the Lord gives to me and even the, even dreams that I hear others have. But when it comes to this particular element of a dream, I'm just not entirely sure what it means. But there's some type of account that's being kept where justice and judgment is going to be done regarding it. And I, I highly, highly suspect that it has something related to do with slavery, but I'm just not entirely sure. What I do know that I want to share with you is during this time of recompense, there's going to be a lot of deception working, guys. And that is something that since 2020 has constantly been my prayer, because there are things that the Lord will share with me in the spirit during my time of Bible study or just, you know, he just gives me eyes to see that it makes it clear to me that because of the iniquity that is abounding, because of the deception and the propaganda that people are hearing on the radio, they're watching on the TV, that they're not able to discern that there are many things that are happening that are being allowed at the hand of God, that if you, if you know, if you understood that it was coming, coming from him, that perhaps you will understand what the solution was to turn and go the other way. But because we are attributing certain judgments of the Lord to the hands of those who are working the deception, then I think that is the issue, which is allowing those who are working in a deception to, to really run circles around us and advance the, the works of their hands while hindering the works um, of those who are of the kingdom of God. And so I really just wanted to come on here and share that with you guys, because I think it is important for us to be making sure that we are praying for discernment. You know, I know I say it all the time, but you guys have to be doing it. You have to be doing it. 
That is the only way that you're going to understand the truth of what is really working in this hour. I say that's important too, because there's something coming that I had, I had a dream about and I won't give all the details of the dream, but this is a dream that we're in, which God confirmed. He confirmed for me that the time of recompense is coming. And I believe that it's, it's here now it's here in the spirit. It's arise. But in this dream, my son woke up and he came to me and he said, mama, God just uh, told me in a dream that he was coming to recompense his people. And in the dream, that was the first part of the dream. But then I was allowed to have, there was a middle part of the dream and where the Lord was making me aware that at the time of his recompense, that there was going to be things happening in the spirit, um, in the spirit, as well as in the land of the living, where we can see that was going to kinds of be working as a layer of deception to keep you to see or to work against that time of recompense that he was working for the people for whom he's working it for. And one of the things that I will say is that the deception that was working was related to food shortages and in particular, um, hmm, it, it was, it was an event that occurred that happened in the Midwest. And it affected not only the Midwest part of the United States, but the surrounding states of the East Coast um, regarding the, of shortage of food this is what I'll say. And so this led to there being some type of lockdown or something that greatly in, decreased the mobility of the population of that area. And I kind of feel as of the country as a whole. But. I'm saying that to say, be mindful because listen, he's speaking the truth in the spirit, but there are things happening that you're watching on the news that are laying the foundation for what is coming. You understand? Because it is not an accident that suddenly all these people, First of all, that first we have the situation with the insurrection, which allows them to work, you know, to start laying a foundation to build a barrier around the Capitol, right, in D.C. Next, after that, we see weapons being left in this foreign country, billions of dollars, a billion dollars worth of weapons being left in this foreign country for these people who once were enemies at some point, but Somehow our government thought, well, you know, we'll just leave these millions of dollars of weapons here for these people who we call terrorists at some point. And then from there, we see in coverage about these uh, people who from this same area who are now being brought over in planes by the hundreds. And many of these people are able bodied men. Now we're also seeing how there are people coming from the southern part of the country. Most of these, look at the people who they're showing, you know, they're showing women and children too, because that's, that's the distraction. But pay attention to these able-bodied men. And they're in all of a sudden, now they are being shipped to DC. They're, they're being on buses comfortably shipped as, as they enter the country illegally. Oh no, no, again, let me fix my mouth. 
as they immigrate into the country, they're being comfortable. We've never seen this before, guys. They're being comfortably shipped to the Washington, D.C., the place where the barriers are set up. Um, and this place where in the dream, I had a, a sense that it was the, it, you know, I, guys, you got to pray for discernment in this hour. You know, it's only so much I can get on here and say, or that I will get on here and say, but I just want you to just think about what you're seeing and how it, re, how it relates to the ultimate goal that we know as Christians is, is is going to occur, which is that the 10 Kings had one mind and it was to give that power over unto the beast. The foundation is being laid even now as we speak, you know, and I just want you to understand. I just want you to understand that. But also too, there's a time of recompense coming. And I think that if you are a person who is a lover of truth that you need to know the truth about why the recompense is coming who it is coming for and who it is against because one thing about that beach dream that i think is so interesting is that all of the people who were up on those rafters or i don't know the right word to use guys i really don't because even when i say rafter i i don't even know I don't know, but on the lifeguard stands, that's what I said, I would say, but all of the people who were up there were white. And, and I think it's significant that it was, it was so high up that I couldn't reach it. Like I re, I remember in the dream, I wasn't trying to get up there, but it, it was like someone would have, like, I would have had to use something to get up there. You know what I mean? Like, and I was down on the beach and all of those people were watching me run back and forth and not even one of them, not even one of them looked, first of all, seemed to care that I was in trouble and not even one of them dared or bothered to look behind them. And what I felt like that dream was saying is that the recompense or the judgment that is coming is partially because of the attitude of this attitude that these people in this dream seem to have. And it's that they're counting on the works of their hands and, and the, the hedges of protection that they think that they've laid for themselves to protect them. And I also know that the man in the sunglasses was a representative of government. So I know y'all be watching and listening. Y'all don't got to act or hide. I, I know y'all there. I be seeing y'all every day. Every time I go somewhere, every time I pick up the phone. But the point that I'm saying is there, there's a, it's at the, there's many things that are happening in the spirit that are going to be happening in the earth. And it's important for you to understand the truth about what is happening and why it is happening. If you truly, truly have a heart to um, stand in the truth of the Lord and do something to stem the tide. If you think that you can just keep praying and asking the Lord to protect you, but if protecting you means that the status quo of how, um, the haves and the haves not have nots remain, that you're, that's not, you, <laughs> that's going to be a prayer that's sent up in vain. Is what I'm saying because the judgment of the Lord that's coming is coming to recompense 
the poor and the needy and to set right the things of injustice that happens most often to people who look um, and whose stories are like mine, okay? Whose, whose history is like mine. And there is an account that it has been taken in the spirit that is going to have to be made manifest in the land of the living. And again, I don't, I can't sit here and ask like I know all the details. I can't sit here and ask like I know how everything is going to look. But what I'm just asking you, that if you are on here, you are a, a person who is a follower of Christ. If you are a Christian, then, you know, go into prayer and just ask the Lord to give you discernment to even take my words and, and to, to confirm it for you so that you can have your own understanding, guys. Because again, the greatest prayer weapon that we have right now is prayer. And if you are in any way ignorant of that, or if any way um, so comfortable in your everyday life that you can't even stand in the gap, even for, for a brother, a sister who's coming on here trying to say to you, hey, you know, there's a time of trouble coming. Stand with me in prayer so we can stem the tide. Then, you know, again, you know, you're, you're allowing yourself to walk in deception. And, you know, what help can be had for someone who is willingly <laughs> allowing themselves to be deceived or may even hear a word that they're being deceived and, and aren't willing to proactively do anything to 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 come against it or to verify where the truth the truth of the report that they're hearing you know so i know i'm kind of all over the place with this one guys but i tried to come on here and just speak um and tell you, tell you the truth but also to just speak what it is i feel like the spirit is saying in this hour there's a judgment coming the tide can be stemmed but you have to understand the truth about the judgment that is coming and why it is coming and what can be done about it if anything you know yes there are things that are going to happen regardless but you know the goal of satan's kingdom is to take as many with him and keep them blind you know with things happening so quickly he wants it that way you know things happen in chaos seemingly everywhere because the quicker that he feel like he can bring the judgment of god upon the world um the more like the more souls that he feels that he's going to take with him you know but god is a god who is patient he is merciful he's not willing that anyone should perish and that is the goal of his kingdom because remember you, you can say you have an idea of heaven and this person can say, well, I've been to hell and I, this is my idea of hell. But what we do know for sure is that Paul said that no eye has seen and no ear has, has heard what you have in store for them. He, nobody knows what God has in store truly for his people. So the fact that he will be willing to hold back his hand of judgment just for you to just turn, you know, just to stem the tide. You know, even allowing maybe some of those who are calling on him, like, Lord, come help me, who who his judgment may be coming to provide a solution for. Even if it's, you know, if he's willing to stem the tide on that, then I think that you, you got to realize that whatever it is that he has in store for those who love him and those who are in his kingdom is is so great. It's so great that he's even willing to hold back his hand from the from the destruction of the wicked. 
so that more souls can be saved. And so in this hour, stand with me in praying for justice. Stand with me in praying for truth. But if you're not willing to do either of those things, then just be aware that the events that are coming upon the earth and the judgment that is coming upon this country has already been ordained in the spirit. And I'm telling you why. I don't know every detail, but you know, you can't say you didn't know. So that is all for this episode, guys. Again, please check the description. Your support is greatly appreciated and I'll holler at you in the next one. One, two, three, four. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah to the
ได้